It is Unleashed, Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Thank you so much for joining us. It is by the numbers. It's coming fast. 49ers, Cowboys, divisional playoffs, all the numbers you need to know. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. John Lund, Unleashed, Barry, a sports talk on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Friday. Happy Friday to you, TGIF. I got a bunch of numbers for you. You're going to love them. I got graphics if you're on the YouTube channel. You're going to check everything out. I got everything from wide receivers to turnovers, quarterbacks. You know I'm going to talk Brock Purdy. History of this rivalry. I got it all. Ten numbers by the numbers. 49ers, Cowboys for the divisional playoffs. If you are new, thank you so much for joining us. If you're on the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you're on the YouTube channel, thank you so much. Make sure that you subscribe there. Comments any old time. If you're on the YouTube channel, just put them underneath. We do chats every Wednesday at 7 Pacific. And whenever we need to do a chat, like last Monday, when the Cowboys beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, we jumped on here and we talked about what that meant as well. So make sure that you're subscribing. Make sure that you're interacting at John Lund Radio, Twitter, and Instagram and on the comments section on the YouTube channel as well. And again, chat, 7 o'clock. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure Apple, Spotify, wherever gets your favorite podcast as well. Listen to me, my day job on KMBR Radio in San Francisco with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we've talked this thing out and talked this thing out. And we've discussed a bunch of different issues. Thursday I was down at Levi Stadium, so I got a little bit of insight for you. That I'll unveil on my uh, KNBR show from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Friday. But uh, we're going to do by the numbers today. So if you're, li- if you're listening on the podcast, it'll be really good. But if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'll put the graphics up to match kind of what I'm talking about. And I'll say these things, but then you can see them uh, in, uh, in graphic form. So that will, uh, that will kind of enhance things, I would imagine. So let's get to it. It is time for 49ers, Cowboys, divisional playoff by the numbers. All right, at number 10, let's start with this. History, this is the ninth time the Cowboys and 49ers will meet in the playoffs. That's tied for most all-time with the Packers and 49ers and Rams and Cowboys rivalries. Started in 1971, we'll go through this Sunday. Dallas won the first three by a total of 13 points. Then the catch, January 10th, 1982, you might remember that, 28-27 49ers. They didn't meet again until January 17th, 1993, and the 49ers lost back-to-back title games after the 92-93 and seasons. They finally broke through with a 38-28 win during the 94 season. Of course, Eric Davis in the pick six. That led to their, of course, last Super Bowl title against the then San Diego Chargers. And finally, last season, 23-17, when Dak ran out of time. No! Yes, actually. 49ers, 3-5 all-time versus the Cowboys, but have won two in a row and are 3-2 all-time at home. Number nine, it's about new starters. Now, you think to yourself, they just met just over a year ago. It was January 16 2022, and we find ourselves today, January 20th. So what is that, 369 days ago? But there are 10 new starters for the 49ers and nine new starters for the Cowboys. Doesn't mean everybody's gone, but you can see on the screen there, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, Lake and Tomlinson, Alex Mack. Now, Brunskill's still here. He's not starting. Tom Compton, that was your offensive line. Pretty different. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. Elijah Mitchell is here, but he's not going to start. Uh, DJ Jones on the defense. Emmanuel Mosley is out due to injury. Ambry Thomas is buried on the depth chart and has an ankle injury anyway. And remember, Jaquaski Tart. No, I'm not going to put the graphic up of him dropping the ball against the Rams. As far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, Amari Cooper is gone. Connor Williams on the offensive line. Lael Collins is a member of the Bengals. He's banged up. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is there, but he's not starting. That's going to be Tony Pollard, who, by the way, uh, well, we'll get into Tony Pollard in a minute. I was going to give you a number, but we'll get to do uh, Pollard in a minute. Along the defensive line, a couple of new starters. Anthony Brown, that's the big one, number 30, opposite Trevon Diggs. He's got an Achilles injury. He is going to be out. Uh, Deron Bland, who's their nickel corner, he plays outside sometimes. And Xavier Rhodes, who's a little bit older, and I think they could take advantage of, he's out as well. So 10 new starters for the 49ers, nine new starters for the Cowboys. So 19 total, and most of the guys are actually gone so there's that all right number eight tickets thanks to our good friend nick wagner at n wagner as you can see there who joins us often on my knbr show as you can see right there the uh, ticket is trending to be the hottest ticket in 49ers history this is per vivid seats if you're listening on the uh, podcast prices jumped 85 percent after the cowboys win current get-in price 564 dollars I don't know if that's an SRO. Papa and I were talking about this yesterday on the KMBR show. I don't know if Levi's has standing room only. I guess they do. So a get-in price is $564, according to Nick Wagner. The highest-priced ticket is almost $50,000, $48,968. I wonder what you get with that. Fifty grand for one seat. Uh, Vivid projects, and this is what you care about. Niners fans will account for 74% of the crowd at Levi's Stadium on Sunday. I think it's going to be higher than that. Jerry Jones is trying to say it's going to be close to 40%. I've been covering the 49ers at Levi Stadium since it opened in 2014, and I have never seen a crowd when the 49ers were good. I'm not talking about when Seattle was really good. It was an easy flight down to the Bay Area, and you could tell they were there because they'd wear those puke-looking, neon green-looking uniforms that they thought looked cool, so you could really pick them out of the crowd quite easily. And when the 49ers were bad and the Seahawks were really good, you might have gotten a 40% in there. I remember Tom Brady on a rain day when he came back the first time ever with the Patriots. There was definitely, in the and the uh, 49ers were terrible and it was raining. That was probably maybe a 40 or a 50%, maybe even 60%. That might have been the highest I had ever seen. But since the 49ers have been good, I've not seen anywhere close to 40% of the other team. The Packers travel really well. The Steelers travel really well. I know the Cowboys travel really well. But if they didn't have... 40 or 50% in their own building a year ago, how would they have 40% at Levi's? And I even think 25% will be high. Obviously, there's a there's a stark contrast between blue and red, so we'll be, we'll be able to tell at Levi's Stadium on Sunday. Let's go to number seven and buy the numbers. It's Unleashed. Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. C.D. Lamb in the slot. And by the way, these are in no particular order. I'm just throwing them out there, and you can consume them however you wish. No uh, no stat, no number is necessarily more important than another, but this is pretty important. C.D. Lamb is in the slot 53% of the time. 565 of 1,074 snaps, he is in the slot. Now, last year, he was only in the slot 35% of the, game, of the time, and in the wild card against the 49ers, he, was, uh, he, had, he uh, played 60 plays. 56 were wide out and only four in the slot. So they've, we just talked about players that are not going to be there. 
for the 49ers and the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb is a different player. And if you look at those numbers, targets 148 was fifth, receptions 107, fourth, receiving yards 1359, sixth, touchdowns nine, tied for fourth. CeeDee Lamb is going to be a major player to what the Cowboys do. And that means not Javarius Ward most of the time. That means Jimmy Ward, Demo Lenore. They'll obviously get some help in the zone from the linebackers. But CeeDee Lamb in the slot is a major issue to watch because they'll try to get him matched up. Jimmy Ward can handle some of it. Uh, Demo Lenore is going to be a guy that they're certainly trying to get him on as well. But he plays in the slot quite a bit of the time. And we'll see how that matchup works out. But that's one that could be in Dallas's favor. Let's move to turnovers. Turnovers are the story of the game. And you know this, 80% of the time in the history of the NFL, the team that wins the turnover battle wins the game. So you can see that stat if you're watching on the YouTube channel. I'll give it to you if you're watching on the, and I'll try to make it the most sense if you're listening on the podcast, which I appreciate. So forced turnovers, the 49ers have forced 30, which is tied for second in the league. The Cowboys have forced 33, which is number one in the league. Uh, percentage of drives ending in a turnover defensively, 49ers are at 15.3%. That's second. Cowboys at 16.2%. That is first. The Cowboys specialize in recovering, forcing and recovering fumbles. 49ers have recovered 10 during the season. That's 15th. Cowboys 17. That is first. The 49ers specialize in taking the ball away through the air. 20 interceptions tied with Pittsburgh for the top spot. The Cowboys at 16, that is six. So each team does something really, really well. The 49ers interceptions, the Cowboys grabbing fumbles. And finally, and this is the biggest one and could determine the football game, turnover differential, and the 49ers were plus two against Seattle, so plus 15 on the season. They were plus six during Seattle in the uh, three wins over Seattle. But plus 13 on the season, which is number one in the NFL, and Dallas, who had been number one in the NFL much of the season until that final Washington game, and that's when the 49ers, who forced four turnovers against the Cardinals, did not commit any of themselves. So they went plus four in that final day. They overcame the Cowboys. Cowboys plus 10 on the season, which is second. So you have the team that forces the most turnovers and the second most. You got the team that forces the most, per, the highest percentage first and second. Yeah, the team that fumble that uh, recovers the most fumbles in Dallas and has the most interceptions in for the uh, 49ers. And the turnover di- differential, 49ers 1, Cowboys 2. And as I told you, 80% of the time through the history of the NFL, even plus 1 gets you an 80% win rate. So if I was putting these in order, I would say that turnovers would be number 1 on the top 10 list as we take you through the by the numbers as we get you ready for the 49ers and the Cowboys. Big play defenders, you see that, and this kind of goes along with uh, forcing those turnovers. Bosa and Parsons, uh, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, they, by their very presence, force a bunch of turnovers, and you can see just in the uh, big play, the splash plays defensively, Nick Bosa, as we know, 18.5 sacks, number one. Micah Parsons, 13.5 that is number six. He missed some games and had been injured as well. This thing would have probably gone down to the wire as far as the sack title. But Parsons was a little bit banged up. Pressures, that incorporates everything, by the way, at Pro Football Focus. Uh, knockdowns, pressures, all these different things. They both combined to get uh, 90 on the season, which is tied for first. Uh, pressure rate, uh, 17.7% for Nick Bosa, that's second. And, of course, Michael Parsons, who missed some games. A few less uh, pass rushes. 
18.4%. That was number one. And then tackles for loss, another splash play defensively. Nick had 20. That was second in the league to Max Crosby of the Raiders, who had 22. And Micah Parsons had 16, which was top 10, which was ninth in the league. So it shows you their impact. And again, I'm talking about turnovers. If you watch the Tampa game at all, and Nick Bosa's great, and I'm not saying he's not. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. But the same things that Nick does for the 49ers, Micah Parsons does for the Cowboys. He gets his hands up. He knocks down balls. He forces changes along the, the uh, offensive line, mix-ups in, in terms of, you know, who picks him up. You got to double-team him. Here comes another guy. It's allowed guys like Demarcus Lawrence, that entire defensive line for the Cowboys. They have 54 total sacks on the season. And while Micah Parsons has 13 and a half, he allows other people to free up. It's the same thing Nick Bosa does for the 49ers. So you see the numbers that I threw up there. But the reality is, just like Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons allows others to make plays, just like Nick Bosa did, for example, for last week, for Charles Menehue making that game-changing play against the Seahawks. Lead backs. Let's get to lead backs as we take you through the numbers. Ten key ones for Sunday's game. This is number four on the list. And, of course, McCaffrey and Pollard are the two. Zeke Elliott is still there for the Cowboys. And, of course, last year, Elijah Mitchell had 27 carries in the wild card win over the Cowboys. This is going to be different. Both lead backs are different from a year ago. So touches in that 22 game, that's what that means. Pollard had four carries and two receptions, six for only 26 yards. Of course, Christian McCaffrey wasn't on the team, so he didn't have any. That's going to change dramatically in uh, this year's game, and I'm talking about Pollard's touches. In the wild card round, Christian McCaffrey, 17 touches for 136 yards, including the 68-yard run down the sideline against Seattle. Pollard had 18 touches for 89 yards, and the reason I put those numbers up there is that's what it's going to look like for these two guys. Uh, I would imagine that McCaffrey around 20 touches, Pollard around 20 touches. They're both explosive players, as you can see in the graphic there on the YouTube channel. 4.7 yards per carry and eight touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. He was over 1,100 yards on the season. And Tony Pollard, 5.2 per carry and nine touchdowns as he's taken over the main role from Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, By the way, he was over 1,000 yards, and McCaffrey was over 1,100 total rushing yards. And, of course, the element that's different, Pollard's a good, not great ride receiver. You're not going to see Pollard in the slot and doing the kind of things that Christian McCaffrey does. I'm just illustrating that both are explosive backs. And then as far as 20 and 40-yard runs are concerned, you can see there, uh, 20-yard runs, nine for both guys. 40-yard runs, Christian McCaffrey had one. Doesn't count the playoff game. And uh, Tony Pollard had three. So both explosive backs and obviously different from a year ago when these two teams met, as I said, 369 days ago. Number three by the numbers, kickers. This could be huge. Vegas has this game, depending on where you're looking. Anywhere from three to four points. Robbie Gold, his kicking career, as you can see there, 25 for 25 in the postseason in field goals, 37 for 37 for extra points in his postseason career. Brett Mayer, not so much. One for two field goals in his postseason career. And as we saw last week against Tampa, oh, six for 10 on extra points, including one for five last week versus Tampa. As I said, the spread, depending on where you look, is anywhere from three to four. As of this recording, uh, three and a half is the spread. So if you're talking three and a half, you're missing extra points. You're missing field goals, potentially. The crowd is going to get on this guy. Is he okay? The Cowboys said this week that they were going to stick with Brett Mayer. They did bring in a kicker 
for practice. As I did see some of the uh, the write-ups from the writers. He was kicking well this week, but does that mean he's going to kick well at Levi Stadium on Sunday? Brett Mayer has been a problem. And finally, no, oh, well, I got two more. Two more. Who's flying under the radar? Dalton Schultz last week had seven catches for about 90 yards, uh, and he had two touchdowns against Tampa Bay. Did the same thing against the 49ers last year in the playoffs, had seven catches, and in his career, he's been very good in the playoffs, as you can see in the graphic, and over his last five games, he's been very effective as well. So if you look at what kind of weapons the Cowboys have, well, they're not quite as good as what the 49ers do, and they lost Amari Cooper from this game a year ago. I realize that. But CeeDee Lamb is going to be somebody you're looking at. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Noah Brown's a big wide receiver. He's kind of their Jawan Jennings type of guy. Michael Gallup is a good wide receiver. So all of a sudden, kind of like Brandon Ayuk. And you see in the graphic here, this is the video from last year's game, the double moves on Trevon Diggs, who's overly aggressive. Diggs scaled that back a little bit, but it's still very aggressive. I would imagine that the 49ers are still going to do the double moves on him. Ayuk had three catches for 73 yards in the wild card round. Uh, two of those three catches were explosive of over 20 yards. Uh, and then last year, of course, five for 66 against the Cowboys in this game. And if Jimmy doesn't overthrow that pass, yes, I know Brandon Ayuk may have a touchdown on that one. So uh, that's uh, the two, I think, uh, offensively, that are flying under the radar. And finally, as we take you through 10 numbers that are going to matter by the numbers, Cowboys 49ers, number one, you know it's got to be Brock Purdy. Three rookies have led their team to the conference title. None have won it. Ben Roethlisberger, 2004, as you see there, lost to the Patriots. Joe Flacco, 2008, is he elite? Lost to the Steelers, 23-14. And Mark Sanchez, butt fumble, 2009. The next year, lost 30-17 to the Colts. Brock Purdy would be the fourth rookie quarterback to get to a conference title game. And as we well know, because we've talked about it a million times, no rookie has ever led his team to the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl title. Ben Roethlisberger would win it the next year. I was at that Super Bowl, Detroit, as they uh, beat Seattle in that game, which I'm sure did not break your heart. So there you go. That is 49ers and Cowboys by the numbers. I think we'll do a live chat this weekend. Maybe let's do something on, well, Saturday's difficult. Let's do something, uh, yeah, let's do something on Saturday. Maybe Saturday afternoon I'll jump on here and we'll do a live chat. I'll be down at 49ers for pre-half and post from Levi Stadium directly afterwards on Sunday. I'll give you a post-game thought on everything. We'll put something up on the YouTube channel and on the podcast as well. But that is by the numbers. Give me your thoughts on any of those numbers. If you have any numbers, jump some numbers up there, put them on the comments. And again, on the podcast, all you got to do is hit me up at John Lund Radio. That's Twitter, Instagram, any of those ways you can get a hold of me. And you can tell me about the numbers. If you got some numbers, you got any questions on numbers, I can look some other ones up as well. Those are just random. I just thought those were some interesting numbers. Some are going to affect the game. Turnovers, CeeDee Lamb in the slot. Uh, the players are going to get lost a little bit, I think, is a, is a big deal as well. The history is always fun. And again, the one that I think is, well, the tickets, I don't know. Are you going to buy a ticket? Is it that important? I would just say this, if you have the means, and I'm not shilling for anybody, going to playoff games is absolutely amazing. I've been covering sports for 25 years, and I remember some of the regular season games, but the tickets are going to the playoffs and grabbing tickets live. Look, I got a great setup at home, and I love it, but going live is absolutely amazing. The history of it, obviously, is cool, and then I was shocked when I started looking into the 
to the guys, and I just wanted to kind of compare and contrast the guys who were playing in this game versus the guys who didn't just 369 days ago. Ten different starters for the 49ers, nine different starters for the Cowboys. There are a few guys that are just in backup roles, but for the most part, those are guys that are just no longer on either roster or injured and not playing. So absolutely crazy. So there you go. That is by the numbers, Cowboys 49ers for the divisional round. And that is Unleashed Barry Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco for Friday, January 20th, 2023. Subscribe if you're on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Join the YouTube channel. All you got to do is search it at YouTube. John Lund, Unleashed, KMBR Radio. Listen to my show weekdays, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. It's Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk with me, John Lund, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.